0: It's Tuesday. 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 Yeah, you had to come up with something. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Something slightly raunchy. I talked with this. talked with this.
0: Talked with this? Talked with this? Talked over this. Talked about this?
1: Talked this through? We talked
0: this over. That's the phrase I was looking for. We talked this over. Who did you talk about? I talked this over about how I have this incessant need to start the show with a weird song or something. About the day, and I don't know.
1: Well, how else are you gonna come did. on? Hey guys, it's Tuesday. Hey guys. Hey
0: guys. Hey. <laughs> That's what everyone hey wants to hear on their Jude. radio station.
1: <laughs> well, I told her hey, at don't least it's not it at least
0: it's not Fridays with Donnie and Jordan, who stopped, start their show off with at least two minutes of a kazoo rendition of some popular song. Take
1: a sad song. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And Have you seen Yesterday?
1: It no.
0: Oh, such a good movie. Really? Yeah. You know what movie it is, right? Is the it about, about the Beatles? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the one about the one... where the Beatles never existed. No. But only one guy remembers. What? Like something happens and he's the only one that remembers the Beatles. And so he starts playing all their songs and becomes super famous. It's a really good movie. What? Yeah. I won't see, you obviously don't know about it, so yeah, I'm not going to tell you anymore, but that's, I mean, that's the preview essentially, but yeah, it's good.
1: Interesting.
0: Real good. Nice. It's a nice feel good movie. Feel
1: it's good? It's not the
0: big summer blockbuster. It's not the, you know, overload of sensory, whatever. It's just a nice feel good movie with a lot of good music.
1: So here's something for all of our listeners to learn about Matt, Okay. We, this, our radio show is on the premise of, it's not always positive, it's not always encouraging. We are not what you can pick up on the radio station in most towns, right? Because we are real life radio for real life situations. But when Matt watches a movie, he wants the positive, encouraging movie.
0: <laughs> that's not always true.
1: And I've totally offended him by saying not this. Not always
0: true. I thought you were going to go a, a different way in that I love every movie I've seen essentially. Oh. It's I'm very like there I will be
1: best movie surprised
0: ever. at just how much people hate a movie. Like after I've seen it I'm like yeah, it's a pretty good movie. And I first noticed I first really noticed it with Green Lantern. Really? Cuz I saw Green Lantern and I'm a big Green Lantern fan. So sure. I was probably going to like it anyway.
1: Yeah. But I'm like That's
0: pretty good. It's, I mean, it wasn't perfect. But they did have to cram a whole lot of stuff into that first movie to make it uh, understandable at all. And so I can get some of the mistakes and choices they made. But uh, it was setting up something great. And the second movie, I think, would have been phenomenal. Because I knew where they were going with it. With the little teaser at the end. And I come out of that movie thinking yeah that was good that was a good start to this series everyone else on the planet burn the theater down yeah this is garbage and movies are dead forever worst because of it ever (laughs) so i tend to be very forgiving of all movies
1: the best Uh, (laughs) thing about green lantern we took the boys we lived in italy and the boys were like i think topher may have been four Mm
0: -hmm.
1: maybe and we took them to see it because it's a superhero movie. So we're like, yeah, sure. We'll take them to see a superhero movie. And for the most part, it was a good movie to take them to. I think there was a couple scary parts that were, we were yeah, really good.
0: Yeah, there were a couple.
1: But there's one scene where I don't remember who it was or what the context was or whatever. But one of the characters says very loudly, very blatantly, Son of a... Mm. And everybody in the auditorium, everybody in the theater is like, (gasps) Well, here stands my little four-year-old in his theater seat, as loud and proud as he possibly can. Son of a... (laughs) And Chris and I just look at each other and we're like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. He'll never do it again if we don't acknowledge it. Just don't say anything.
0: (laughs) yep that's the rule you have to follow yep don't make a big deal out of it he's gonna to want to keep doing it if you make a big deal out of it yep
1: just don't don't even acknowledge it yep so when I think ice Green forward, Lantern that's what that's I think,
0: think. <laughs> <laughs> it was a terrifying moment in
1: your kid's in life. parenting history and of course because we didn't make a big deal out of it Tover's like really that happened I, I don't remember that well of course you were four years old you don't remember it you know but Is that
0: movie really that old? That Topher was four?
1: Yeah, ten years. Sheesh.
0: I've been defending that movie too long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's been a decade, Matt. Let it go.
0: <laughs> there was just such a... Yeah, I mean, because that was what they were wanting to launch their um, universe with. The, the new DC tied-in universe. All the movies tied in. Yeah. It was going to start with Green Lantern. Yeah. Um, just like they did with Marvel they started with Iron Man who wasn't a big superhero he wasn't the big main guy mm-hmm. they started with a uh, essentially a second tier superhero uh, and it took off and it became this huge thing uh, and so they were going to do that with Green Lantern because Green Lantern was incredibly popular at the time in the comics mm-hmm. uh, after Jeff Johns' run and yeah it just flopped flopped so hard that they had to restart over with Man of Steel and they didn't get great traction there and i feel like because green lantern flopped everything else has flopped since then and they're only now getting into really good movies again because they're shying away from them being interconnected <laughs> which is sad yeah cuz i want to see interconnected movies but yeah
1: well that's what i like mess. about the superhero movies
0: that they're connected yeah yeah the marvel the marvel series i mean it It does have some downsides in that sometimes it's hard to watch a single movie out of the Listen, I'm about
1: to call our friend out. For real. Who? Sam. Sam Spurgeon. Oh,
0: gosh, Sam. Yeah. For
1: real. (laughs) (laughs) What was the last one that he just went and saw? He went
0: and saw I'm having a brain part. Far Thank from you. Home without having see? seen Endgame.
1: Oh my gosh. And then he wanted to complain about it on <laughs> like, Facebook. Well, Dude, it's been like six months since Endgame came out for Pete's sake. I know it hasn't been that long. But... The, the spoiler ban has been lifted you should already know what's happened unless you've been living under a rock oh man I, I just couldn't believe it Chris and I were both like for real not that he posted that but that he hadn't seen it he's one of the bigger
0: yeah, superhero, big
1: superhero fans that we know yeah. And come on Sam get it together we love you three thousand, Sam. We do. Oh, 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 he's what? We love you three thousand. That's another spoiler. Go see the movie.
0: Uh, all right. Well, it's been eight minutes and we haven't started the show. Sorry. Yet, so let's go ahead and do that.
1: Well, have you done the coming up? <laughs> no, okay, <there> <laughs> I've <haven't>
0: done anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jeez. Coming up on today's show: Love believes all things. Plus, the latest news, random facts, and more. But it is July thirtieth, and we have a few holidays to celebrate. What do we got?
1: All right. Today is International Day of Friendship. So reach out to all those friends who cross borders of the nations and thank them for being your friends. Uh, it's also Paperback Book Day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I I just got to be honest. Like, there's nothing like a holding a book. The smell of a book.
0: Yeah. I... Uh... I plan on having a paperback book soon, as soon as uh, my proofreaders finish reading it.
1: True story. <laughs> are there multiple Including of no. us? I was going to say. <laughs> or are you like just... Oh, there's a couple of you. Yeah. Okay. Are you just Deirdre, holding out on Deirdre me? you read
0: it, finally. Really? Yeah. Hillary's supposed to be reading it, but she hasn't. And then you're supposed to be reading it. Have you started it?
1: I have started it.
0: Hillary's started it, too. Okay.
1: Chris is even reading it as oh, yeah. well. So, anyway, I give him permission. I whatever. <laughs> We're a package deal, Matt. <laughs> Sorry. Lastly, it's World Snorkeling Day.
0: I don't I don't understand snorkeling. Okay,
1: so I uh, thank you. I'm yeah. 100% with you. Be-
0: I- beyond like when you're a kid and you have the just the cheap snorkel thing where you yeah. can just look underwater and still breathe and how fun uh-huh. that is. Yeah. Like actual snorkeling. Like you go and you have an event where you're snorkeling, just I just I don't get it. I don't get the appeal.
1: It doesn't make sense to me. Like and we when we did our Mexican cruise a couple summers ago, we had a day where we went snorkeling. Okay. Well we ended up finding out that two of the smaller kids, well really three of the smaller kids, couldn't actually snorkel. Mm. So everybody all the adults are freaking out, Well, who's gonna stay behind? You know, we paid for all of us to go and I was like, I got this I'll stay behind with the kids. This seems like way more fun than (laughs) what y'all about to go do. So y'all go have fun. Do your thing. I'm going to sit back here with the kids. And we had the little goggles with the little snorkel. And so right around the area where we were, it was not deep. It was pretty shallow. But we could swim and see a lot of the colorful fish and whatnot. But that was still very close to the shore, we were just on the surface, with our little tube sticking up out of the water. I do not understand like deep sea snorkeling. It to me it makes no sense. How does it work?
0: <laughs> oh, you mean you literally don't understand it? But exactly. Not a, not a... I lit.
1: And Chris has tried to explain this to me a million times. So please don't go into that. Um, <laughs> I I understand the method of how it works. I cannot get it to work ever. I am, I guess that I breathe wrong or something, but I always end up choking down water every time. Every single time. So, no, it's just not fun to me. Not fun at all. Hmm. If I want to drown, I'll go stand in the shower. I'll do it that way. Because <laughs> that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm just submitting myself to the ocean to die and drown. <laughs> but...
0: There's got to be something we're not picking up on it. Uh, there has I to be. I have no explanation People do you. it all the time. <laughs>
1: they love it. They think it's the best thing ever. That's okay.
0: Uh, if you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash Radio. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Radio. And even a donation as little as $1 a month will get you connected with our insiders behind the scenes group the back row or back row radios the scoop. I put the the at the wrong place. Back row radios the scoop, uh, where you get more insider information. You get to help us choose some music sometimes, and uh, we got to do some more fun stuff with them. It's been a while. We took that hiatus and haven't gotten back into the bopper flops or anything yet. We got to do some stuff. But yeah, join that. It's fun. Yeah, you get to you get to know exactly what tracks are added every single week instead of just what artists and. Yeah, you get to have a direct line to tell us what we're missing.
1: Hey, you know what would be kind of cool? Hmm. If in that group, like just maybe once or twice a month, if on our recording Saturdays we went live and they got like a sneak peek of what our morning show is going to be mm. on the upcoming week. Mm. Yeah.
0: Mm.
1: And then they actually get to see us.
0: Yeah. I like that idea.
1: Because, you know, seeing us is part of the appeal. Because we some pretty people.
0: <laughs> well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Just that's saying. A, that's not a bad idea, though. Yeah. I like that idea. You're welcome. All right. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. We're going to move forward with that. It is Topless Tuesday. And we have got a top list. Thank you. For you. Five simple ways to avoid complaining. Ooh. You ready? Ready. We uh, we ate up eight minutes of the show at the beginning, so we're going to go through these quick. Got it. Number one, watch the company that you keep. If you're sticking yourself around people that are also complainers at heart, maybe don't hang around with those mm-hmm. people all that much. Because that rubs off on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, swap your butts for ands. That's more about positivity. If it's all you know i'm grateful for this but i have this problem you know that's that's the wrong way to think about life you're like i'm grateful for this and i have the opportunity to grow in this area something like that you know okay look every look at things as positive in a positive manner instead of a negative
1: manner i needed that explanation i appreciate that
0: <laughs> number 3 use empathy this is i think the hardest for all of us as humans is using empathy Thinking outside of our own prejudices and thoughts and how we would handle situations and trying to put ourselves in the shoes of the other person. Especially if it's someone who's hurt us or done something that we don't like. And we'll kind of talk about that a little more at in our main topic as well. So, yeah. Listen,
1: I can be empathetic to <laughs> everybody in the world except for the people who have done me wrong. Just saying. <laughs> you did me wrong.
0: Number four,
1: <laughs>
0: get your get your gratitude on. Be grateful about <laughs> stuff. It's simple.
1: Even for the people that hurt me and do me don't, wrong. Yeah. <laughs>
0: don't uh, don't get to the point where you are taking things for granted. And this is good for like spouses and and uh, relationships like that. You know, we get used to it. It becomes a common thing when you know. They do this chore for you every week, or they do this, or they mm-hmm. do that, and you stop kind of acknowledging it. You stop being grateful for it. It just becomes part of your normal life, and you start taking it for granted. And then uh, you do it without realizing it. You sure. it's not something you're doing on purpose. Sure. But, yeah, it's it's important to take note of that and be grateful and say, express that gratitude. You know?
1: So, I'm going to share something real quick. Go for it. I'll be real quick. We... Everybody knows we just recently bought a camper within the past few months, and we've gone on multiple camping trips, mm-hmm. okay? And over Labor Day we want we would really like to go to Colorado to camp. So I'm we're driving to Lubbock yesterday to pick up my sister from the airport and I'm googling trying to find RV parks in the area, right? And all of a sudden Chris looks at me and he says, "Hey, I'm thankful for you." And I kind of okay, why?" Are you dying? I'm so freaked out right now. And he's like, no, I just want you to know that I really appreciate you trying to figure this out for us. I'm just sitting over here driving. I'm not really contributing or adding anything to it. So thank you. I'm thankful for that. And that just made my heart swell up like, you know, like the Grinch. When his, Two sizes. You know, large. I just realized in that moment, like I probably wouldn't have thought too sense about it had he never said thank you but the fact that he said thank you it just made all the difference
2: yeah
1: and my efforts were worth something to him and Mm -hmm. so in that moment i was kind of like oh we need to do this more often (laughs) say (laughs) say thank you for the little things and so as we're going to bed i told him hey thank you for driving to lubbock because i didn't want to have to drive and especially we had to pick her up at ten fifteen at night. I didn't want to have to drive out there and then drive all the way back. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It may seem silly to say thank you, but it means something to that yeah. person who you're thanking. It does. Okay. Absolutely.
0: Go ahead. And last on the list of five simple ways to avoid complaining, think before you speak, is this going to accomplish anything besides putting me above someone else? Ooh. <laughs> I think that's pretty self-explanatory.
1: That one was a heavy one.
0: Uh, Three decades of ever escalating deaths from drug overdoses in the United States may have come to an end. According to preliminary government data made public last Wednesday, total drug overdose deaths in America declined by around 5% last year. And this is the first drop we've seen in America since 1990. The decline was due almost entirely to a dip in deaths from prescription opioid painkillers, the medicines that set off the epidemic of addiction that lasted nearly two decades. Fatal overdoses involving other drugs, uh, particularly fentanyl and methamphetamine, continue to rise. But the fact that overall these deaths are going down, that's a good trend. Good start.
1: Is it bad that I kind of want to like pat celebrate recovery on the back?
0: Right, because that's about how long they've been. <laughs> when did they? It was 1993, 2, somewhere around there, I think.
1: Okay, it... so it was year 26 last year when we went?
0: No, I think it was 27. 27? Yeah.
1: Okay. So yeah,
0: 1990.
1: No, because the year that we took over as ministry leaders, it was the 25th. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. Okay.
0: That was the year that you and Sippy went to the thing? Yeah. Uh, no, it was the year, the year before was the last was year that I went and that was the 25th. The 25th. Yeah. So I yeah, we went um, say 25 okay, on. Okay, there you on. go. So yeah, so 20, so 27 years ago or 28 years ago now.
1: Yeah. But the last, how many years they've really had a big push for it for, you remember like last year when we went? Big and, push for what? Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I can't read your mind.
1: <laughs> the whole opiates. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have been uh, focusing heavily on that. Um, Celebrate Recovery, for those who aren't familiar with the show, that's a program, a 12-step program, uh, faith-based 12-step program that uh, I I lead a, a group for. Mo was my co-leader for a while. Um, and the state rep for a while, too. And uh, they focus on all habits, hang and hurts, but, you know, essentially people think of it as drugs and alcohol. But it's really what is it one in three? Only one in three come because of drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you can come for any any reason and it all it's all beneficial. But yeah, they really have in the last few years pushed both uh mental health situations mm-hmm. and opioids, uh, as things to focus on uh growing our awareness of and uh focus on and trying to be ready for those situations because it has been a big deal yeah the so, yeah. opioid epidemic that's, yeah, the, yeah, word yeah. that's the word i was looking for so yeah so this is good news guys yeah it's always good always good. always good when we see a drop all right coming up later in the show forgive but never forget question mark huh? Hmm?
2: Huh? and when we come Great. back
0: <laughs> updates from your favorite artists Hey, have you heard? We're so glad that you're listening to the Back Row Morning Show in its podcast form. But we hear there's actually an entire radio station that plays some amazing Christian music throughout the show and all day long. We've heard and now you have too. Join us at backrowradio.com and stream online or download our free app for iPhone and Android. Back Row Radio, Christian music in every flavor. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show here on this Tuesday morning.
1: Tuesday. We're
0: not going to get distracted talking about movies.
1: Happy day. We're
0: going to dive right in to five random facts.
1: Five random facts. Let's go. All right. (laughs) Having a sister can boost your mental health and self-esteem. According to researchers from Brigham Young University, the same study also found having a sister can help you become a more giving and kinder person.
0: Do you find this true?
1: Well, here's the thing. I have two sisters, but I didn't grow up with either one of them.
0: Ah, that's true.
1: My younger sister is 18 years younger than me, so she's more like my first child, essentially. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: And then my older sister, I actually... We were separated when we were very, very young, and I didn't find her until I was 23. Mm. So, I... Sure, it's true. I guess so what you're saying I is, is you're I not am a not a kinder or person. Kind
0: person. <laughs>
1: nope, I do not like to share
0: yeah, bad mental health, bad self esteem,
1: you know. But I could totally see this being true because, as a sister, you're always encouraging, sure, you fight, okay? But there's no one that's gonna see you as beautiful as your sister. So, mm. your sister is gonna be the one that's gonna be like, you know. Who cares what the boys say? You're still gorgeous. You're still beautiful. You still blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it's going to build up your self-esteem. And at the same time, it's going to help you be a kinder, more sharing person because homegirl is taking your clothes and shoes all the time. (laughs) I can remember crying when my mom found out that she was having my brother. And I cried because I wanted a sister so bad. Yeah. And my mom said, just think about it this way. You never have to share your shoes and clothes with anybody. (laughs) That was not comforting.
0: Oh, gracious. (laughs) All right. This next fact is very interesting to me.
1: Elvis Presley's manager would sell I hate Elvis badges to make money from the people who weren't buying the other merchandise. Hey.
0: Isn't that brilliant?
1: That, you know.
0: You take the people that don't like Elvis, make a product for them, and you're still, still making, making money making for money. Elvis.
1: Heck yeah.
0: <laughs> That's just brilliant. It is brilliant. Brilliant marketing right there.
1: Yep truly genius in 1979 neil armstrong was working on his farm and got his wedding ring stuck in the gears of a tractor he couldn't get it out in time and it tore part of his finger off after finding it he packed it on ice and drove to the hospital to have it reattached Mm -hmm. yuck
0: i would just die right then and there (laughs) i'm done life is over
1: that that's disgusting (laughs) Um, Coca-Cola never patented their secret formula because doing so would require them to disclose the ingredients publicly, mm-hmm. which we all know had some stuff in it. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of "Once upon a time," many Korean folk tales begin with "Back when tigers used to smoke." <laughs>
0: That's so strange. Strange. Uh...
1: I kind of want to know the relevance. Like...
0: Yeah. We should look that up one day.
1: We should. Not today. <laughs> All
0: right. We got some artist social media updates for you. David Crowder is getting even. He posted a screenshot of his latest Google search, How to Bite a Mosquito Back.
1: I want to know what he found.
0: <laughs> Mosquitoes are terrible in this That town. would be
1: disgusting. Can you imagine, like... oh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: especially one that bit you just before.
1: Huh. Or no. That point uh, just I can't own, do it. Drinking
0: your own blood at that point.
1: Okay. Mm. But you can always tell a mosquito that's bit multiple people when you kill it because there's like, you know, it just landed on you, just stung you and it's got like blood for days.
0: <laughs> you Look like you have an open wound on your arm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> biting one of those mosquitoes back and getting everybody else's blood? It's just
0: it's just a natural <gasps> gusher.
1: Huh.
0: Get a bag of those. Gross, Brandy David lunchbox.
1: Crowder. Gross.
0: <laughs> and on the note of biting things, uh, casting crowns Juan i on Living in the Country. It's just 45% of the time things biting you.
1: Yep. I, like, I'm covered in goosebumps. I'm still freaking out <laughs> so bad. So I had, like, I
0: thought, I assumed it was a bug bite. Like, I had this welt pop up on my arm the other day. An itch and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, two hours later, it was completely gone. No mark, no redness, no nothing. Is that a thing? Is that what hives are?
1: You just had Something one? Like that.
0: Yeah, it was like, but it was like the size of a dime. And it was just like right there on my forearm and it itched. And then, two hours later, it was completely gone. and never came back. Am I I dying?
1: (laughs) I mean, I wonder if you, like, touch something that you're allergic to, but...
0: That doesn't seem like the kind of reaction I would have, though. Don't you usually get, like, a rash or something when you touch something? That's why I
1: said it's just one. Yeah. But, Matt, I don't know. (laughs) If it comes up again, go to the doctor.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right, Mac Powell was expressing his excitement over the weekend. He posted, you know you're old when you get super excited about your new Tempur-Pedic pillow that just arrived.
1: I cannot do Tempur-Pedic pillows. No. I can't do Tempur-Pedic anything. What is
0: the Tempur-Pedic? Is it the memory it's the, foam? Yes, it's stuff? the one yeah. that, like, no. Yeah, I don't like I
1: want to be able to squish my pillow.
0: Then again, we went to... It was a, it was a, it was a year before you were involved when we went to a summit, a CR summit, and we stayed in a house, and John and I were sharing a room, and they had like Tempur-Pedic memory foam mattresses, that I just because I'm heavy dude, and I just sunk right into that super deep. Yeah. I slept amazing on that trip. Really? I'm like, this is. I didn't think I'd like it, and it was really hard to move around in. It was almost like you were swimming in pudding or something. But it was very comfortable.
1: That's the thing. I can't do it because I, I guess I move too much. I don't know. But I feel like I'm in a a pool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> roll. On. It's
1: like a waterbed, but not quite as fluid.
0: <laughs> right. And once you've been lying in one position for a long time and try and move around, you got to wait for the whole thing to adjust yep. to you again. Come back up. Go down. Just yeah. sitting on top of a hole. <laughs> anyway
1: and the memory foam pillows are angled weird so that it supports yeah, your neck I, I don't think
0: I could do a pillow that way but yeah yeah they have the, like a hump They're yes Chris a, had yeah. one
1: for the longest time until I threw that thing away because it was not helping him and it just looked ugly <laughs> so I was done
0: Uh, Lauren Daigle's beautiful ballad, Rescue, now has an equally stunning music video. Uh, Last Saturday, the Grammy award-winning Christian music singer shared the breathtaking visuals for the track, which was released as a second single off her third studio album, Look Up Child. The cinematic music video was filmed over two days on uh, Nick Glacier in Alaska, which can only be accessed by jet or airboat. Daigle shared the landscape is synonymous to the depth of healing that can take place when you feel void or empty. When hope arrives in such an expansive way, it can rescue you. I, uh, I love our Facebook group, but every now and then I want to break my own no debate rule. I posted something, uh, about Christian music and then somebody commented on there. Oh, it was about how, uh, I don't even remember i don't remember the gist of it but what came to was when you're on spotify no matter what you're listening to you always get rec- in the christian genre you always get recommended five different christian artists and it's uh-huh. always the top five and it's like you know they have so king country lauren daigle something something someone commented uh daigle i thought she had gone the way of Katy perry i thought she wasn't a christian artist anymore and then All these other people started coming. yeah, I think she's heading that direction. Yeah, she's barely a Christian artist anymore, blah, blah, blah. And so she was on American Idol. I'm I'm sitting there, and I did post one thing. I'm like, look, I'm not going to get into a debate because I don't want to break my own rule. But have you heard her album? Have you heard Still Rolling Stones, which is about how Jesus is still rolling stones away from graves?
1: No, they haven't (laughs) heard her album. They're only trolling and picking up on the things that they read on the internet and taking that for truth just so I'm saying
0: like, i'm like just because she didn't want to go into detail on an answer and a question on whether or not homosexuality was a sin which is a question that we shouldn't have to pose to every uh popular christian artist anyway because that's not what they're there for you're gonna say that she's going the way of katie perry who essentially abandoned faith when she was a kid, and. Join the pop music situation as it is now.
1: See, this is why allowing our insiders, <laughs> our scoop people, um, to view a few of our live recordings would be super fun because they'd be able to see like the biggest eye roll that ever existed to man, <laughs> ever.
0: Yeah, and uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, I said my piece and walked away, and they were still, public. but what caught me was the whole. Yeah, she was on American Idol recently as an excuse for her not being in the Christian circuit. Ser- I'm like, do you know how many of our current most popular Christian artists Danny that you love came pieces? from American Idol? So many of them, yeah.
1: Funny thing, that's the like okay. Dixon, so these people are—they're you know. the ones watching American Idol, and when a contestant comes on that takes Have, a Christian stance, they're so like, "Whoa, yeah, we're vo- we're voting for him. Hope he goes all the way to the end and wins." But when a Christian artist comes on as a judge or as a guest singer or she whatever, was, I think she was a coach. she's yeah. she's condemned.
0: <laughs> she was a coach for an episode.
1: Y'all, some <laughs> hypocritical uptight snooty got it all backwards people just saying
0: i mean in this instance anyway we're we're probably equally as that in some other situation but in this situation
1: yeah (laughs) i'm perfect
0: (laughs) we all know i'm perfect 34 and perfect
1: that you know (laughs) i made it through my jesus year so it's all just glory from here (laughs)
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, Jason Gray announced something new over the weekend. He posted, I'm excited to announce my new project, Order, Disorder, Reorder. I'm releasing it in a way that is very that I'm very excited about, telling the story of transformation in three five-song volumes under those three names uh, over the course of the next 12 months, giving time for reflection on each part of the journey before digging into the next. So it's going to start on August 16th with the release of Order, five songs, and uh, then... The other two uh, volumes will come throughout the next year.
1: That sounds really that's cool. Really,
0: really cool uh, idea for a project.
1: Uh huh. I like that a lot.
0: And then lastly, we go back to Casting Crown's Juan Devevo. He says public restrooms are offering a mixed message. He shared that while everyone says you should wash your hands after using the restroom, automatic sinks say you're not going to. So, that's true. They're always broken. I mean, I get the idea of the automatic sink and the automatic sink is better than the push button sink. Remember the push button sinks? You had to hit the thing. No. You got like five five seconds of water and you hit the thing again, five seconds of water. The thing. You never experienced yeah. those? Yeah, they were in they were in airports for a long time, I know that. But yeah, they just so you couldn't turn it on and leave it running, you'd push it down and it would open up a valve for a little bit, but you could never it was never enough time to like completely wash your hands or get anything done, so you're just in there, bang. 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 Well, so I get that the automatic sensor sinks are better than that, but we got to get to a point where they're consistently working. Thank you. Because I everywhere I go. I hate standing there
1: with soap in yeah. my hands and I'm like.
0: <laughs> everywhere I go, I go to one. The first one I go to doesn't work.
1: Every time. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm the idiot that's standing there like, I've got to be doing this wrong. Where's right. the sensor. Move it up, down, uh-huh. left. Touch the back of it. Nope. Sides. (laughs) What is happening here? It just happened the other day at Texas Roadhouse. And finally, the waitress is like, yeah, I don't think that one works. Can we have a sign somewhere, please?
0: (laughs) Well, the worst is when you go into one that has two of them and neither of them work.
1: Yeah, and you've already got soap on your hands. What do you do?
0: Go back to the toilet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Heck no. I'm going to walk into the kitchen and be like... I need to use your sink. <laughs> get it uh, together, people.
0: At least get a bucket in there or something. Right? We can dip our hands Ew. in.
1: <laughs> I'm really not a germaphobe, but some things get me. Some things get
0: you. Yeah. Biting mosquitoes and hands washing in my
1: hands in a. <laughs> Communal community bucket, bucket. <laughs> essentially it is the toilet i should just go stick my hands in the toilet <laughs> at least i know that water refreshes yeah. with every flush yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, it's perfectly clean Oh, uh, like most people you probably have a stash of vitamin and mineral supplements in your bathroom cabinet in fact nearly 70 percent of people taking supplements uh According to the Industry Trade Association, the Council of Responsible Nutrition, nearly 70% of people take supplements. That's what I meant to say. But do they actually improve your health? A massive new study published by the Annals of Internal Medicine shows that the vast majority won't help you live a longer life or reduce the risk of cardiovascular problems. According to Science Daily, the majority of the supplements, including multivitamins, selenium, vitamin A, vitamin B6, vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin D alone, calcium alone, or iron, showed no link to increased or decreased risk of death or heart health.
1: So maybe this is why when my kids had their checkups a couple weeks ago... And each time, because they had them on different days. Mm -hmm. So each time the doctor said, are they taking their multivitamin every day? And I said, no, I'm not that kind of mom. She didn't give me such a hard time about it. (laughs)
0: Because she
1: knew. She's like, eh, all right.
0: I mean, there are some things I know are beneficial. Just not when it comes to like heart health and and
2: living longer.
0: Um, I mean, I know iron works when it comes to raising your iron. That doesn't make you live any longer. It doesn't help right. your heart any. Uh, but I know Daedra had to take that for a while and it and it did raise her iron level. But yeah, it's just it's not the it's not the age-defying life uh, extending thing that we think it is.
1: I'm about to get turned into CYFD. You wanna know why?
0: Because you just said you don't give your kids multivitamins?
1: <laughs> not only that, but when I was pregnant, I never even took prenatal vitamins. Ooh. Telling no, you,
0: no wonder your kids are the way they are.
1: I got three perfectly healthy, <laughs> amazing, brilliant kids.
0: Uh, you wouldn't be a good mom if you didn't say that, though. So I mean, <laughs> you're kind of biased. Is what
1: I'm Whatever, saying. I got, I got <laughs> stuff to prove it. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, when we come back, trust should be earned or freely given. Oh, yeah, but yeah. first. It's time for Love Thy Nerds Critical Hit, Take It Away, Hector.
2: Hey everyone, this is the Love Thy Nerd Critical Hit. I'm Hector Mirai with Faith and Fandom, and I just wanted to share a quick thought with you. So I just got back from San Diego Comic Con, and it was without a doubt a life-changing experience. It was bigger than I ever expected, and in a lot of ways cooler than I could have imagined. But one of the things that I should have known, but I hadn't quite grasped, was that 90% of San Diego Comic Con is waiting. It's waiting to get in line, to be able to go do stuff, to be able to experience stuff, to be able to see things. There is a place called Hall H. It's a magical land where all of the big announcements you hear about of what's coming up in the future happen. That's where Marvel announced all of their Phase 4 stuff, where we got to see who was going to be the new Blade, where we got to see Natalie Portman pick up Thor's hammer and that be announced. Hall H, there are people who literally missed the entire con just to get into Hall H and be able to hear these things and see these things face to face. I didn't have that kind of time on my hands. I had panels to do and things to be at, so I had to choose what was worth waiting for and what wasn't. There was a really cool Walking Dead experience, but I had to make the determination it's not worth my wait time. But then again, I also spent four hours in line so I could play the new Pokemon game and the new Luigi's Mansion game. And I also spent like two hours trying to get into Ryan City from Detective Pikachu so I could get a picture of Psyduck for my kids. I had to look at what was happening around me and determine, is this worth the wait? And for us as Christians, we get in that place where we have to look and be real with ourselves. Is God worth waiting on? Do we actually trust that when God tells us to wait and to put our trust in him, do we actually have enough trust to wait and let God show up? Lamentations 325 says, The Lord is good to those who wait for him to the soul who seeks Him? Do we honestly believe that if we wait on God, He's going to show up for us, that He's going to deliver, and that whatever we wait for on God will be worth it? Because that's going to determine how we obey, how we follow, and how we move forward. Want you to know that Love Thy Nerd exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors through thoughtful content, relational outreach, and intentional community. Check out our website at lovethynerd.com, our thriving Facebook community where you can interact on a daily basis. We have several podcasts, one of which I host, and we're active on all the socials. You can also check me and my book series out over at Faith and Fandom on Facebook.
0: the back row morning show here on this tuesday morning it's a third hour and the third hour we like to tackle a larger topic and today we are talking about the idea that love believes all things and this comes from the verse in first corinthians uh well several verses 13 4 through 8a will say love is patient love is kind love does not envy it's not boastful it's not arrogant it's not rude it's not self-seeking it's not irritable And does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. So you hear that a lot at, like, weddings Uh and stuff like that. Um, And I think that's one of the things we were talking about this, you know, talking about the idea of taking things for granted, you know, earlier. Uh And I think this is one of those things, one of those passages that we start to take As just commonplace. And we don't really think about the meaning of it. Mm -hmm. When we hear it. Especially in weddings. Especially in our marriages when we move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're going to focus on on two specific uh, aspects of this. It's the believing all things in connection with. Does not keep record of wrongs. And so this is something that we both struggle with to a degree. Um, (laughs) Which is... Keeping records of wrongs and not letting that affect how we interact with people. There's a <laughs> look. We haven't really hit our hit ourselves in a while. We haven't been very self-deprecating lately, so it's time to be
1: no, because it's been a few weeks since we've been together doing this. So <laughs>
0: there's a uh, a skit that I love from I think it was Lifeline Productions, uh, which uh, I've used a few times myself, but it's uh, a skit that's goes. Uh, Somebody accidentally stole something or took something from someone else's yard without asking and didn't think about it or whatever. You know, it wasn't like an intentional thing, but it was still you know offensive to this person. This person says, uh, "You took my lawnmower without asking," and he goes, "Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I meant to ask you or whatever." And I'm like, well, no, I don't have to forgive you now. I'm like, why not? And he goes, "Because this is the four hundred and ninety-first time." You've sinned against me. And according to what Jesus said in the Bible, I no longer have to forgive you. He said, I have to forgive 70 times, seven times. That's 490. This is 491. You are no longer covered by the uh, biblical whatever. And so, <laughs> and so that's the whole idea is like, uh, well, you get to that point and yeah. So if someone really uh, messes uh, uh, us over that many times, we don't have to forgive them. And uh, the point of that skit was that's not it at all. If, if you that's can remember... That's not how
1: this works. If you, can,
0: if you have a list of the 490 times that I have sinned against you, you never forgave me for any of them. <laughs> because love doesn't keep record of wrongs. So... <laughs> yeah, but who says I gotta love everybody? Jesus. Um. So yeah, it's literally the two main commandments that Jesus gave was love God and love everybody else. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's. I mean, that's the point is that we can get so bogged down in in uh, keeping records of the offenses that we don't actually get to the point of making uh, making amends, forgiveness. And we're gonna go back on Thursday and and listen to a discussion that we had about making amends. Uh, as part of the recovery process. And uh, that's kind of where we're at is, is in Celebrate Recovery, we're about to hit to that point here uh, in our group of offering forgiveness and accepting forgiveness uh, or, or asking for forgiveness. You know, all those things, is, it has to be a genuine thing. And when it comes to, like, the recovery process, we get to the point where we don't trust people if we've been hurt a lot. You don't trust people anymore. Or we get to the point where we'll trust, but we'll verify. You know, I love that phrase. Trust, but verify.
1: That's one like, of Chris's favorite phrases. <laughs> that means
0: you're not trusting. You can't verify something without being untrustworthy of that person, thinking that they weren't going to do it. You know what I mean?
1: All right, but listen. <laughs> so my sister's with us currently, and she's 15 years old, Okay. Mm-hmm. And we purchased her plane tickets to come visit, and I sent her so the email confirmation came to us, mm-hmm. right? So I forwarded forwarded the email confirmation to her. I spoke with my mom on my phone. My mom on the phone, and my mom said, "Yeah, just send it to Gigi." Okay. Well, her plane ticket was for a Friday to a Sunday. I wake up the Thursday before. And find they're two hours ahead of us. I find that on my newsfeed, my mom is requesting prayer for Gigi as she's getting ready to board her plane and come to New Mexico. Okay? So I'm freaking out and I'm like, wait a minute, it's only Thursday. I didn't sleep for 24 hours straight, did I? What? Wait a minute, did I book the wrong date? So I'm going through my email and I'm checking and I'm like, no, it's Friday. Why does she think it's today? So I'm trying to call my mom, she's not answering. I'm trying to call my sister, she's not answering. I post on my mom's Facebook post where she's requested prayer. Mom, her flight is tomorrow, not today. She's not responding. All of her friends are like laughing. Like, of course your mom would think it was a day before it was. I finally get through to my mom and she's like, Oh, well, I didn't look at the tickets. Gigi said that it was Thursday. I just figured that she knew what she was talking about. So I'm telling Chris this story, and he's like, trust but verify. Why would you believe the 15-year-old that she knew when her flight was going to take off? You're the adult. Read the ticket. Okay. So love in you, that, Mom,
0: in but... That, in that instance, <laughs> that's a different situation. We're talking about more an emotional trust. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're going, if you're going to forgive someone, you're going to trust someone uh, emotionally.
1: That threw me be... for an emotional roller coaster that morning. <laughs> first thing in the morning, I woke up and I am freaking out. Because <laughs> it's not like the airport is just 10 minutes away. No, I've got to drive to Lubbock to go get her.
0: Well, she wouldn't have gotten here. They would have turned her around.
1: Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, at first I was like, Wait. Did I do something wrong?
0: Oh. Did you I read it, you wrong? Made it
1: wrong? What was what is going on?
0: <laughs> so did they drive all the way to the airport or did you catch them? Only
1: halfway. halfway. <laughs> 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 Finally, That's I so text I, my text gets through to my sister and I'm like, "Your flight is tomorrow" in all caps and with the screenshot of the flight information. She's like, "Oh, I read that wrong." Yeah! <laughs> 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 you did it's not even like it was tuesday or thursday both begin with t i can understand the confusion no it was t- thursday and friday mm-hmm. friday is clearly an f not a t
0: <laughs> anyway aside from that uh, sorry bonus rant that, that could also been your wednesday rant and you use that early on tuesday Used a rant up on Monday. Used a rant up on Tuesday. Natalie has no idea what she's talking I know, about tomorrow. I
1: don't. <laughs> My <laughs> rants come out of nowhere.
0: You can't plan a rant.
1: You can't plan rants. a rant.
0: <laughs> rants are spontaneous. They are. Oh man. But no. Okay. So like I've heard, even in churches, even in our church, not not from our pastor, but from the stage, I've heard people. Use the phrase, you know, I'll forgive, but I'll never forget, genuinely, as if that was a thing that was okay. As yeah. That was an acceptable thing. And I mean, I understand that mindset and I struggle with it myself.
1: Mm-hmm. You uh, want to protect and guard your yeah, heart and your feelings. Yeah, sure.
0: Especially from, you know, when someone has hurt us in the past. Yeah. I get that. But at the same time, we're doing more harm to ourself and how we treat other people when we do that than we are to them. We, When we get to the point where we're not really trustworthy, I mean, you're not or trusting. I trusting, mean, yeah, trusting, yeah. When you say you forgive and you're not forgetting, you're not forgiving. You're just saying, I'm not going to bring this up anymore. But that doesn't mean that you've forgiven them. That just means I'm going to For the sake of our friendship, I'm just going to bottle up all my feelings. And that's not the same thing. Uh, Now, I'm not saying that that's easy. I'm saying that if you're truly wanting to forgive someone, you need to go through that process of getting to the point where you can. Yeah. That means you're going to have to put a little more effort into it if that's a relationship that you still want to keep in your life. Or a friendship you still want to keep. And... To get that requires you to be more selfless. And it requires you to learn to be more trusting of people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, again, please don't think of this as me lecturing all you guys about it as if I'm perfect at it. Because I'm definitely not. Um, There was a whole... I was even worse about it a few years ago. There was a whole span of time where I had held this grudge from somebody that was just ruining my life. The grudge was ruining my life.
1: Tell us more about that. I can't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I had to get to that point where I could forgive them. And, you know, I put that off so long thinking that it had to be them, you know, Mm -hmm. that got me to that point. You know, that person has to make it to where I can forgive them. And that's not the case. Sometimes the person's not going to become the person you want them to be. Sometimes that person's not going to be willing to accept that they did anything wrong that hurts you. That doesn't mean that you still can hold on to that and not forgive them because that's hurting yourself. You know what I mean? And that's hurting how you're going to treat other people. It's going to infect how you treat other friendships and other family members for the rest of your life if you let that become a constant in yours. Um, you're rolling your eyes over there. <laughs> no. So I, I feel like you have something to say. I don't have anything
1: to say. <laughs> nope. Nope. Um. I I will say y'all know how you feel like when you're sitting in Sunday morning service and the pastor is up at the pulpit and he's bringing the sermon and you know that that sermon's for you. You know that feeling, but you're in a congregation of at least 50 other people. So you can kind of hide. No, that's how I feel on a regular basis when we record <laughs> these shows, but it's just me and Matt. So the words that are There's coming no as hiding. conviction, there is no hiding. <laughs> I don't get to pretend like it doesn't offend me <laughs> plus on top of that matt really does know the stuff that's going on and he really does write these scripts around my issues in my totally life do.
0: <laughs> everything i've ever written is specifically to change mo
1: <laughs> that's why he asked me to be the co-host not because i'm good at it not because just, we're friends but he wants to good, change me just a
0: lot of good content that's all mo's a good content provider that's all i care about it's uh i mean i didn't i didn't have a specific path on where i was going to take this it's just that that whole passage that whole first corinthians passage uh, again i think is something that we gloss over nowadays we don't really think of what it means to um To not keep a record of wrongs uh, or to bear all things, to believe all things. Um, The idea of believing all things, you know, it's like, don't be suspicious of people. Is essentially what it means. If someone, especially someone that you know, someone, a friend says something, take them at their word. Uh, The other way that this pans out, I think, with the believes all things is if uh, someone says something especially online you know we take this online because you can't read emotions even with emojis and that would have been a good conversation for you we had that conversation last thursday about emojis and Mm -hmm. how they have taken over uh how we express our emotions yeah and uh yeah it was a good discussion but anyway we often misread things that some person posts or something like that and take offense to it. Uh-huh. We get offended because we think that they meant to do us harm uh-huh. that way. And in most cases, they weren't even thinking about you when they did it. You know, when they wrote that they didn't have an idea in their head that that would offend you. And it was a total misunderstanding,
1: uh-huh.
0: but we jumped to the conclusion that they meant to offend us quicker than we'll jump to the conclusion that they didn't. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't believe in them as much as we should. Yeah, We don't believe in even our friends, even our close friends, as much as we should. And in a way, that's telling on us. That's telling on how untrustworthy, or untrusting, again, I'm saying the wrong terminology, untrusting that we can be. Um, and there are a plethora of reasons that we can get to that point. Sure. But I guess what I'm saying is that we shouldn't ever stop trying to... Let love be the guiding force of all that we do, mm-hmm. as this path, passage is saying. Um, I mean, the, ter- the phrase itself in all things, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Uh, I mean, that's a big thing with marriage. All things is supposed to encompass everything that happens. Are you going to have some bad years? Yeah. Right. Are you gonna, eh, that doesn't mean that you just give up and walk away from the marriage. Because good years will come.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's, you know, it's life. Before you got married, you had bad years too. That didn't mean you just quit life. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope so anyway. Uh, but yeah, I mean, essentially that's what uh, divorce is. It's the suicide of a marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're giving up on this life. And if you can get to that point where you remember that all this surface level garbage that we let control our lives is nothing compared to that overarching love that we're supposed to have, that we're supposed to believe in Mm -hmm. and that we can only get from our savior. Then yeah, all things ain't so bad. But, uh, if we just let ourselves be overrun by that garbage, then what are we doing? I mean, what, we, what, is, what is all this for if we can't let love be the thing that runs how we react, how we treat people, how we interact, and uh, what drives us as a person, what yeah. drives us in our, our jobs and in our relationships and in our marriage and in our parenting? If love isn't the driving force behind all that, what's the point? In our mi- ministries, that whole thing. If, you know, I could speak with the tongues of angels, I can uh, spread the word of God across the nations from shore to shore. If I don't have love, all of that's for nothing noise. Mm-hmm. And that's it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's my big decree. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and as Mo is silently building a a list of her own against me of all the times that I've wronged her on this show.
1: (laughs) True story.
0: Unintentionally.
1: So. Yeah.
0: What? Come on. What? What did you say?
1: I think I'm not that I am defending myself whatsoever at all. I'm not. I don't. Then that's why I paused because I didn't want to say it because it was going to come across that way. But like, you know, you can say things to me. Mm -hmm. You can tell me things. And For the most part, do I get offended? Yes. But do I take offense to it? Do I get up in arms and ready to argue with you? No. Because it's also followed up by our friendship, Mm -hmm. you know, and what our friendship is built on. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we had an argument the other day. We did.
0: And it was fine. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually told Chris after that, I was like, this is how friends should argue. <laughs> this is how it's done. Because we both said our piece. We both said exactly how we felt. And mm-hmm. then at the same time, we both said, OK, I understand how you're feeling. I get it. And then we came to a resolution. And that was that. Yeah. And it is what it is. I think what's so difficult is when offense is not. Followed up by love. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you can't
0: you can't expect to never be offended.
1: Absolutely. Sure.
0: Yeah. It's the idea of holding on to that, though. Yeah. Forever. That's the thing that we need to guard against.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Chris is like an easily offended person. He gets offended about everything. Really? He takes everything as a personal attack. I yeah. I
0: honestly didn't... I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have guessed that.
1: That is something that's happened in th- the past few years, and I've picked up on it. Like hmm. this is not against you. This is not personally against you. It's all right. You know, let it go. Hmm. And he doesn't even realize it. And so when I say, "Babe, don't be so offended," what happens?
0: Oh yeah, it's more offense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a direct attack at that So point.
1: there's no way for me to, like, lovingly tell my husband, you're getting offended right now.
0: <laughs> I would think that most of us don't, don't realize that we're that way. Yeah. I think I'm that way to a degree as well. Really? Uh, just because I've noticed that. Like, I've noticed uh, my wife get irritated with me when I get offended about something. Yeah. That I shouldn't be offended about. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm thinking... This should be a natural reaction. This makes but, total sense. <laughs> but no, I and you know, I get it. Yeah.
1: That's that's how my husband is. Hmm. See, Sorry, and I feel Chris. like I can call him out because he doesn't listen. <laughs> so <laughs> Is it
0: really sinning against someone if they never know about
1: if it? If they never know. Because
0: they don't listen. I mean, he's sinning against right. us by not listening. For
1: real. <laughs> For real. To
0: your own wife. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um Yeah, but anyway, I think that that's where I struggle most is, like I said, you can say something to me and I'm not going to, fine, Matt, whatever, okay, (laughs) I hear you, and I'm going to walk away and I'm going to take it as what it is and I'm going to let it sink in and I'm going to learn from it and grow from it, Yeah. but I'm not going to hold it against you and I'm not going to be ticked off about it for forever, but someone who doesn't have that background with me or doesn't care about me in that regard You tell me something and I'm going to be like, you know what? Go look in the mirror. Go check your own life. Because you ain't perfect and I know that home slice.
0: That's exactly how she talks to people too. Uh, (laughs) Now see, I don't want this to come off as me saying that there's never a situation in your life where you need to cut someone out of it. Right, because of course there is. If there yeah. is someone who is consistently taking advantage of you, has no remorse, has no uh, recognition that they've they've hurt you, and it's just a toxic relationship, those exist, and you can forgive that person, but that doesn't mean that they have to be a part of your life. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you you need to forgive that person. That might take a while, uh, especially if it's a, you know one of those really sticky situations, like you know being abused as a kid or something like that, uh, where it feels almost impossible to forgive that person. I mean, you can get there. Uh, I mean, I don't think anyone would really hold it against you if you never did, but, you know, it is possible and it will help you. That doesn't mean that you even have to go directly to that person and say that you forgive them, but it's just that act of letting that go Mm -hmm. from yourself and not letting it poison you and your relationships moving forward. But that doesn't mean you put that person back in your life Mm -hmm. Uh, because that's that's a dangerous person to your life, to your mental health, to your well-being. And uh, I get that if there's someone who's continuously gossiping about you or continuously uh, spreading lies about you, hurting you uh, physically or emotionally, and that doesn't stop. Yeah, they don't have to be a part of your life. That doesn't mean that you don't forgive them. In some cases, that doesn't mean that you don't still love them. But, you know, it doesn't mean you have to intertwine with them mm-hmm. throughout the throughout your daily life. Yeah. And that's fine. That is okay. But it's where we have to get to the point where still the idea is love trumping everything. Is that we can still show love for that person or at least a recognition of the love that God gave us that we didn't deserve. And be able to let that stuff go mm-hmm. and walk away from it. Yep. So if that's something that you struggle with, we're uh, we we uh, we're right there with you and uh, we pray for you guys. And uh, if you want to share a story about this, you know, join us uh, over on uh, Facebook and send us a message and, and uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can email us at, uh, mad at backrowradio.com if you'd like and uh, we can share some stories in the future um, but yeah we uh, we all need to work to be better people and this is one of the ways that we can do that all right enough of the heavy handedness you need to let's be better let's move on to <laughs> you might need some help. I, don't need I don't need no help. Help. I'm, I'm perfect I'm 34 I'm perfect that's right Number glory <laughs> from here on out Right, we've got some 11th Commandments. Uh, whenever you join our Facebook group, Back Row Baptist Church, we ask you three questions. The first two have to do with the fact that you know that you're joining a group that will almost certainly offend you somehow, some way. With the religious humor, were you going to sneeze? And I was,
1: and it went away. You scared me. Sorry.
0: But the third question is to basically test how funny you are. And that is, if you had the power to create an 11th Commandment, what would it be? So we have two we're going to share today.
1: All right. Our first one comes from Barry, whose last name I can't pronounce, so I'm going to butcher it. Agnew. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was easier than I thought. (laughs) Barry Agnew says, don't read the comment section.
0: (laughs) Preach. See, you know, with the group, with the small group, with the Facebook group, I mean, um, we're almost at 4,000 members. Nice. And it has just gotten to be too much.
1: It was such a better group when it was 250 people. I can't.
0: It's so hard to monitor everything. Yeah. It's to the point, you know, used to, I would monitor the posts. We would pre-approve them. And then I would also monitor comments on things just to make sure nothing got out of hand. There are days where I can't even get to a comment section. I know. too much stuff. And so I'm just hoping everybody's behaving themselves.
1: I was purposely (laughs) commenting on everything, even if it was just like a a gif or whatever yeah. you know just so that i would get the notification, notification. so now, and so yeah. commented i can't do that anymore
0: 20 30 different posts today commenting all the time yeah. yep it's yeah We need to find some more moderators
1: possibly <laughs> um and then don bedsworth reels says thou shall not be a middle-aged gossip girl <laughs> truth
0: Oh man. There it is it is tiring. Uh there's a, there's a few people who still come up to me in our church like I wanna hear stories about other people. I'm like, I don't wanna hear you stories don't wanna that know? I know are true. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna hear nothing. I don't wanna talk to you, frankly. Yeah. Frankly, I'd like to be left alone, if you wouldn't mind. That's why I stay in a booth with four walls and a locked door. Stay away.
1: <laughs> Leave me alone. I don't need your gossip up in her. <laughs> and he has a sign on the back that says, no children allowed. And children is a relative term. <laughs> Just because you're over the age of 18 does not mean you are not a child.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a, here's a bonus rant, because I already have mine for tomorrow. Uh, there was a time when I was working in the sound booth and you know, changing the slides during the songs, during worship. Mm-hmm. I'm actively working. I'm actively having to keep track of these slides. And every Sunday, someone would come up and need to talk to me right that second. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there trying to listen, putting my head, my ear closer to them while I'm still looking at the screen and looking at the... we're trying to follow along. You ain't happening. listened to
1: anything. And
0: so there was a point where it got so bad, I was... I was one more incident away from printing up a sign that I would put up right next to me where people would walk up and say, if you need to talk to me, save it for later. And luckily it died off right after that. But it was just, it got, it was like, it was like every Sunday for three solid months this was happening. And it was always someone different.
1: Those are also the same people who bring up like the worst case scenario happening in the church to the pastor right before he's about to go up and give his sermon. (laughs) It's those, it's the same people.
0: Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) Stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. Back to the background morning show as we close out the show for the day. We got your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Matthew 5.14. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden.
1: And our thought for the day comes from Chuck Swindoll. Operating only in the cold world of facts leaves no space for the miraculous.
0: Thanks for joining us today. We are here every Monday through Thursday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 AM Pacific, Encores at 10 and 7. Respectively, we have a podcast available usually in the evenings uh, on backrowradio.com. Podbean, by YouTube, by Spotify, YouTube, Spotify, Spotify,
1: Spotify,
0: YouTube. <laughs> and uh, if you get the RSS feed, you can plug it into any of your own little podcast aggregators that you got.
1: I just love that word aggregator. Aggregator. Ag- aggregator. Sounds like an aggravated Aggravator. alligator. Yep. <laughs> Alright, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to brbchurch.com.
0: That is it for the show. Mo, what's the final word?
1: Uh, forgive, forget, and love. Gosh.
0: If you have to. You do have to because the Bible says it. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.